Kinesiology is an area that has always fascinated me and something I did some training in many, many years ago. For those unfamiliar with kinesiology, briefly, it is a system of diffusing stress and energy blocks within the body to help people move out of disease into a place of wellness. It amalgamates Eastern wisdom with Western science to facilitate energetic shifts and allow your body to heal itself from the inside out. This week's guest, Amanda Kate, is a highly trained kinesiologist and transformational coach. And it was great chatting with her about how she helps her clients and the tools and techniques she's used in her own healing to turn her life around from being unwell, out of alignment and miserable to happiness, vitality and connection. In this episode, you'll hear Amanda talk about the importance of teaching your children through example, how to look after themselves and the importance of putting yourself first, the importance of filling yourself with reserves of nourishing energy to help build more tolerance to stress, and the importance of trusting your internal compass and following your intuition, and so, so much more. I'm Helen Thompson and welcome to First Time Mums Chat. I'm a childcare educator and baby math arts instructor. I know that being a parent for the first time is challenging and changes your life in every way imaginable. To help ease your transition into parenthood, I aim to offer supportive, holistic approaches and insights for mums of babies aged mainly from four weeks to 10 months old. My goal is to assist you to become the most confident parent you can and smooth out the bumps along the way. This podcast is brought to you by My Baby Massage. To find out how Baby Massage can help you to increase your confidence and feel more connected with your baby, check out My Baby Massage introduction video at mybabymassage.net forward slash intro. Let's do this together. This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute medical advice. Please contact a medical practitioner if you are concerned or have any medical issues. Hi Amanda and welcome to First Time Mums Chat. I'm looking forward to chatting with you about kinesiology and your journey. Can you start by telling us about your areas of expertise and how you help moms? My name is Amanda Kate. I am a kinesiopractor, which is a highly trained kinesiologist. It means I've done all of the advanced study. I am an archetypal life coach. I am a mentor, a mother, an author, a partner, a dog mum, a mother, all of the different things. I basically work with people in three different ways. I work with transformational coaching which is really in-depth diving. It is clearing out a lot of trauma patterns, a lot of these patterns that hold us back. I work with intuitive coaching, which tends to be shorter periods where we're working towards a goal and working out what's stopping us from working inside that goal. And then I work in with kinesiology with people, which is clearing stress from the body so that the body works more efficiently. And it, it reignites the innate healing process within the body so that the body knows how to get itself into a better state. So they're sort of the main three ways that I work. I also have intuition development circles that I run on a monthly basis with subscription. So there's four sessions a month that people can jump in on. So that's sort of a lot of what 
I do is is the energy work. It's the transformation work. It is supporting people through times of change, through times when they are going, you know what, life could be a bit better than this, or I've lost myself, or I've lost my way, or things aren't that bad, but I want to get to my next stage of development. So it tends to be when people are in that transition phase. So a lot of first-time mums, obviously, they're going through a massive transition. They're going from this single woman or single woman in a relationship or person in a relationship to a mother and starting a family. And if they're having their second or third child, obviously they're just expanding their family, but it's still a role change for the woman, which means that it is a, a big, a big life change. I deal with clearing out past traumas so that we can get to that next level of transformation. And at each level, there is hard stuff and there is exciting, fun, magical stuff. And what we do is we learn to recognize both and own both and learn to love both. So that's sort of the way that I see, I guess, my work playing out and how it helps and supports clients. I like the way you talk about the intuition part because the (laughs) intuition part is so important because if we don't fill our cup and support ourselves, we're not going to be in a position to support somebody else. Yeah. And I think self-care these days is going having a manicure, going to having a massage or whatever it is. But to me, it's working on ourselves. Mm. And getting in touch with the spiritual side. And I know you mentioned when we first chatted about the triangle. I'll let you explain about that one. But, I mean, it's about being balanced and working Mm -hmm. with ourselves in order to help others. Yes, absolutely. So the reason we call it a balance in kinesiology is because we're looking at the body as an equilateral triangle. And on one side, we have our physical and structural. One side, we have our chemical and nutritional. And on the other side, we have our mental, emotional and spiritual. Now, if one of those sides of the triangle is out of balance, then the whole body is out of balance. And what we do is we want to bring the body into balance. Mm -hmm. Now, the other bit that I love talking about is the fact that quantum physicists have proven that the universe is 4% physical matter. So that means that only 4% is our physical meat suit that our soul is walking around in. That means that the rest of it, there's a whole lot of other aspects that feed into the whole of who we are. So that includes our emotional self, our energetic self, our mental, spiritual, relational, financial, all of these different aspects. They also feed into that totality of who we are. And if we're stressed in a few of those areas, it feeds into the whole. And what we want to look at, and this is part of what drew me to kinesiology, I was looking before I started at kinesiology to doing maybe naturopathy or nutrition or something because I understood how important food was in the mix. And I knew that I'd been taken off gluten by my naturopath. I was sort of on and off dairy because I knew it wasn't the best for me. Eventually, I end up coming off that as well. I'm also now off pork and pork products, bananas. There's a few other things that I've found that are creating issues within my physical body. But because I knew the power of food, I was also looking at, okay, so maybe I go down that route. But there was part of me that just knew, for me, it felt a bit limited. I wanted to look at more. I wanted to have a more holistic perspective. And that's why I loved kinesiology is because it does look at so many of those different aspects. 
in the kinesiology that I learned, we learn a lot about the brain gym, the touch for health, the site K. We do some reflexology stuff. We do some iridology stuff. We do personality profiling and typing. We do advanced spiritual sort of techniques with color and sound. So we bring in so many different things. And we obviously learn the meridian systems and the chakra systems and the auric fields and all of these different bits which are ways to balance the energy within the body so that we can bring that body, whichever aspect is out of balance, back into balance, Mm -hmm. bring it back into the fold, allow that energy to flow through the body in a way that is nourishing and nurturing for the body. We can start to uncover those hidden stresses, the suppressed stresses, those stresses that have been stored in the body for a very long time. And we can start to move that vibrational frequency out of the body so that it's not disrupting the energy flow anymore. And it's such powerful work to be able to do that. And by clearing out some of those past stresses, some of those past conditionings, we do get ourselves into this state where we can connect more deeply into our body, which means we can connect more deeply into our intuition. Because things like past conditioning do cloud our intuition. It clouds our way of processing things. And so I love that way of thinking about bringing in the bobcat and clearing out some of the really big layers of stuff that we've collected over the years to have a cleaner energy field so that we can look at ourselves in a different way and process the world in a different way and have our energy move through us in a clearer, cleaner way. And if we do that, we're supporting our kids because we're teaching them to do that. Mm. And as you mentioned, if you need to de-stress and you go outside and take your shoes off and grab yourself and holding your baby, you're actually teaching them that respect because you're showing them that, okay, I'm stressed right now, but I'm going out here to grind myself. And because you're doing that, they're picking up on your energy. Mm. And they're picking up on the sense, okay, she's stressed, but she's showing me how to de-stress because she's doing it. Mm, Absolutely. Everything that we do, our children watch. And I use the example at the moment. I was a very stressed mother. I was living in a very stressful situation. I was across the world from my family. I didn't have any support structures around me. I had a few close friends, but that was it. There was not much other support going. So it was a very stressful way to raise children. I certainly didn't have the full community that we would have had back in the day. And that created its own issues. But as a result, my children were a bit more stressed than perhaps they would have been had I been a calmer, clearer mother. (laughs) However, with the work that I'm doing, I notice that they are changing. And they're learning it through osmosis, the way you were saying. They're watching me. They're watching the way that I interact with people. They listen to the way that I speak now. They listen to how measured my words are, the way that I talk with them about language and how important it is Mm -hmm. and the energetics behind what we say. And they learn through osmosis. They're not learning because I'm telling them what I'm doing and how I've cleared this and this is the process that I've done and all of that. They don't know that aspect. They just see the result. They They see me taking care of myself. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. They have seen the work that I've put in. They've seen the dedication I've put in. And they see then the result of that. And they kind of go, huh, that's interesting. She's changed. And we laugh at who I was before. 
because I'm like, who would you prefer, old mum or new mum? And they're like, oh, God, we'll take you. Thank you very much. Because I was stressed. I was reactive. I was more defensive. I was much more shouty and quick to anger. And I can't remember last time I had to raise my voice at them because you know what, life's pretty calm now because I've done this work to get more energetically aligned and they see it and they pick up on it. And I am teaching them through example Mm -hmm. how to look after themselves. We were mentioning before about dropping bits of self-care through the day. So this is one of those things, especially as a new mother, when we are first home with baby, it can be so overwhelming. We are down on sleep. We don't really know this new being that we've brought into the world as much as we've carried them for the nine months and close enough to gestation period that it is. We do know this creature, but we also kind of don't. We're getting to know it. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot of trial and error. There is a lot of them getting to know us, us getting to know them. And there's a lot of settling in that needs to do. Plus we're sleep deprived. Plus our body has gone through a massive traumatic event. Even healthy births are still traumatic for the body. And so there's all of this healing that needs to happen and the downtime that needs to happen. And so if we can sprinkle bits of that self-care through the day, the coffee I used to leave around my house as a new mum was crazy. (laughs) <laughs> but drinking it hot, smelling it, enjoying mm, yes. all of the senses around it, allowing it to fill us up, allow it to be drops in the bucket that is replenishing our energy, taking those steps outside the front door to have a few deep breaths of fresh air or feel the sun on our face or taking our shoes off and putting our feet on the grass. Mm-hmm. All of those tiny little things, those little moments, having that cuddle with your baby where you just breathe them in and there's no distractions it's just you and bubs in a moment together those little bits if we allow them to fill our cup we're not then giving to other people from this empty reserve we are filling up ourselves we are creating reserves of energy and we're allowing those little moments in time to be these little nourishing energy boosts that build us a bit more resilience, a bit more tolerance to stress. And it helps us then when we go into the stressful times because we've got that extra reserve sitting there. Becoming a parent for the first time is challenging, right? It changes your life in every way imaginable. And it's hard to hit the ground running, isn't it? There is so much to learn on all manner of subjects and it feels overwhelming exhausting and even impossible to find all you need to know. To help you, I've compiled some of the tips for mums that have been shared by the wonderful experts on First Time Mums Chat podcast and put them together in a free guide. These tips are easy to incorporate into your daily routines and will help make your new parenting journey easier. To get your free guide, go to mybabymassage.net forward slash tips mybabymassage.net forward slash tips so for a first time mum who has just come out of hospital and is going through all that what what would you recommend they do i mean somebody that doesn't know about kinesiology because you and i can chat about kinesiology forever (laughs) but for a mum who doesn't know about the sort of spiritual and the connecting of the left and right side of the brain and whatever else 
I think there's so many different, I guess, threads that go into that question. I think yeah. the main thing is, one, it would be deeply listening to what is really, truly going on for them. It would be understanding where they've come from. So a lot of our conditioning comes from childhood. It comes from growing up. It comes from society. So looking at what expectations they are placing on themselves, because a lot of our expectations that we place on ourselves as mothers, as wives, as partners, as daughters, as sisters, as all of the things that we are, it comes from that past conditioning. And so a lot of us learning how to become mums is actually unlearning some of this conditioning. If I'd trusted my gut more as a mother, I'd have been a completely different mother. But I was told too often by other people that I didn't know what I was talking about, that these people had more experience and bloody blah, blah, blah. Which is just, I hate to say it, bullshit. <laughs> Apologies. No, but the truth right, of it. <laughs> and I went against my intuition. Now I look at it now and I'm like, gosh, if I had a baby now, it would be so different because I don't care as much about other people's opinions. Mm -hmm. Now, back then I cared deeply. I wanted to be the best mother I could be, but in doing so, I wasn't the mother that I needed to be mm -hmm. because I was too busy listening to everybody else rather than trusting my internal compass. And that in itself, I think was the, I guess the biggest regret in my life in a lot of ways. And it's not that I regret it in the fact that I beat myself up over it, but there is that regret because I knew better and I didn't do better. And that is one of those things that I do look back on and go, oh, if only I could change that. What I do now instead of beating myself up about it, however, is I look at what I can do now that influences my children in a beautiful way. So the big question that I ask a lot of parents, a lot of people is, are you living the life that you would want your children to live? Now, I can honestly say I am. I would be happy if my children were in as loving a relationship as I am. I would be ecstatic if they had a job that they loved as much as I love mine. And so I look at it and I go, yeah, but I ask some people that question and they almost burst into tears because they are like, no, this is not the life I would want for my children. And I go, well, why are you accepting it for yourself then? Yes. If you don't want that kind of relationship for your children, why are you in it for you? If you don't want that job for your children, if you aren't happy, if you're miserable, and you don't want your children being miserable, why are you being miserable? Because by you being miserable, what you are teaching them is that they should be miserable and they shouldn't expect anything more in life. Mm -hmm. Now, one of the biggest things that got me out of my marriage was I knew that I deserved a better love. I knew that my ex-husband deserved a better love because I couldn't love him the way he wanted and needed to be loved. And my children needed to understand a less toxic love yes. because what we had actually wasn't love. It was toxicity and it was control. And I wanted to demonstrate better for them and I wanted better for me. Mm -hmm. Now, sometimes as women, the way we make change is actually for other people. So I actually left my marriage for my children. Mm -hmm. I needed my children to see better. Now, mm -hmm. it was obviously for me as well 
but that was the easier way for me to go. And everything I have done since then, it started off being for them because I wanted to show them better. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, I'm doing this for me now. And that's when I knew things had changed. And that is one of the things that if I could impart any bit of wisdom is that we do as mothers need to put ourselves first. We need to demonstrate what life could be, what life can be. We need to demonstrate the possibility. We need to demonstrate that we are people, that we are important, that we are not their slave, that we are not second-class citizens, that we deserve to take up space, that we deserve to stand on our own two feet, that we deserve to be honoured and respected and loved. And by doing that, we are showing our children that they deserve that too. Yes. And when we put ourselves first and we look after ourselves with deep boundaries, with deep love and deep self-respect, everything actually flows better. My children have improved no end because I look after me. So even if they get less time with me one week or the other or whatever it is, the quality they are getting far surpasses what they had when I was stressed and run down and sick. Mm-hmm because they're getting this part of me that even I hadn't accessed before. And so going in and doing that deep internal work to clear that past conditioning and start to really uncover who you are and what you need and what makes you tick and what makes you sing gives your children permission to do the same. And they are watching everything you do and they know when words and actions don't line up. Yeah. They can see it and they know it. And that's where a lot of the behavioural issues I find come from is because they're seeing these words and actions that don't line up. So, of course, their words and actions don't line up as well. The more congruent I've become, the better my conversations with my children, the better my relationship with my children, and the more I've seen them taking that into other areas of their life, which is phenomenal. It's such a blessing and a moment of pride and so that's part of I guess what we were doing through that kinesiology work it is untangling those past conditionings recognizing them for a start as well because of course we don't know what's possible until we even realize what normal or what our normal that we've been functioning within is so it can be quite confronting at first because I didn't know a lot of my normal was not perhaps as normal as it could have been. (laughs) And being balanced for yourself, if you're balanced, if you balance that triangle that you were talking about, and if you do that, then you'll balance yourself. And it's like that scenario of being on an aeroplane, taking care of yourself before you give your baby the oxygen. Exactly. And if they see you giving yourself oxygen, they give themselves permission to give themselves oxygen. Yeah, exactly. And they're learning that. and. It is really, really important because then even when you are stressed, they can recognise that that's not your normal state of being. Mm -hmm. They can recognise that, oh, well, mum's clearly going through something right now because she's stressed. Yes. And you're showing them how to deal with that as well by saying, look, I need time out here. I'm going to go and have a bath. I've given you a dinner, whatever. I won't be seeing you till tomorrow morning. Obviously, you can say that to them when they're teenagers, but if, <laughs> if they're a bit younger, that's a bit different. You just pass them on to dad or whatever, and you just don't do what you want to do. Because I think as a mum, you've really got to be mm. taking care of you. 
And in you know, that even, respect, a spiritual side rather yeah. than having a, a manicure or whatever it is, it's more yeah. taking care of your holistic side, your spiritual side, your whole being. And as I mentioned before, the chakras, being aware of where you're going and what you're doing. Yes, definitely. And I think even with little kids, I always used to chat with my kids because oh, I yeah. never knew exactly how much they knew or not. So by prefacing it, they do remember these things. And so it would be, you know what, I need some time right now because I'm feeling tired. There's a couple of interesting ones that I had realised. One was shortly after I divorced and sometimes I get home, I'd be tired after a long day at work and a bit snappy or whatever. But I realised that my kids weren't in my head and they didn't know the things like that I was tired or that I'd had a hard day at work. Yeah, they, they don't, yeah. <laughs> They're not mind readers. Crazy that, isn't it? Mm. Um, but I walked in the door and I remember walking in going, okay, guys, I'm actually really tired tonight. I've had a really long day and I really like a little bit of help. So if I ask, would you mind stepping up and giving me a hand? And I mean, obviously age appropriate stuff. But whenever I said that to them, it was amazing. I rarely needed their help because I verbalized it. Mm. So they already knew, okay, mum's tired. But then if they pushed me and I lost my shit at them, because let's face it, we're human. We do, we're, we're human, do. yeah. You could almost guarantee one would go to the other, well, she warned us. Mm, so mm. they knew it wasn't them that was creating the anger. They just knew I was on a short fuse. Mm. And so that communication became vital in our relationship. You know what, guys, I've had a really tough day. Or occasionally, <gasps> shocker, I would do something like run past the fish and chip shop on the way home and buy them some chips and dim sums. And they would think I was the best mother in the world because they had this exciting dinner rather than me coming home and cutting up the usual sort of meat and veg or salad or whatever it is. They thought it was wonderful. And I'd sit there and I'd only pick at a few chips because I may not be that hungry and they're not exactly the best for my dietary requirements to eat. Yeah. We would have the most stress-free evening they thought I was the best mum in the world because they got this treat dinner. And I thought at first I was like, oh, my God, I've got salad stuff in the fridge. I really should have cut up a salad. But I didn't have the energy. And so it was the perfect evening mm -hmm. because I'd given myself that break. And I can guarantee, and again, you'll know this from the energetic side of things, but energetically, if I'd gone home and cut up that salad with this resentment, yes. they'd be eating salad with the resentment and anger dressing. Yes, absolutely. Whereas me stopping past and getting some fish and chips, and I think I've probably done it. It's not that often. It's maybe once a year. But when I do, we have this laughter and connection and stress-free stuff mm -hmm. that goes on and that is actually healthier overall than me feeding them this resentment and anger salad <laughs> yeah absolutely and I think that's so powerful to the mum to be able to accept that and all you've gone yourself. through with kinesiology and everything else mm. taking it as the holistic side yeah. is so so important yeah, absolutely. I absolutely love it. And that for me is one of those things that giving myself permission to do my own version of what's perfect for me in that moment. And sometimes what's perfect for me is to know that I've got the salad ingredients in the fridge and still make the choice to go home and cut up the salad. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But knowing then that there's the option to do the other just takes pressure off me. Yeah. 
it's small things sometimes that takes the pressure off. And often what we're doing with the mothering expectation is we're looking at everybody else around us and figuring that they've got their shit together more than we do. Yes, which is not all true. <laughs> no, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And what we're doing also is we're perceiving what perfect is by what everyone else is doing mm -hmm. and we're trying to live to that. Whereas actually what's perfect for us one moment to the next will be very, very different. Mm. And so it's allowing our idea of perfection for what is perfect for us in that moment to come to the fore and for us to give ourselves permission to allow that through. Mm. And that may be not getting out of your pajamas one day and just sitting there with your babe and having time because you're exhausted. Mm. Sometimes perfect is actually making yourself have your shower, put your clothes on and get out for a walk. Yeah. And what we do is we practice with our discernment on that. You know, a great example today, perfect. I haven't been in the water. I usually go cold water swimming. Most days I try and do sort of four to five times a week. Now the last three days, because I've been so busy with work and clients and events and all sorts of different things, I hadn't gotten in Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday this week. I knew I had to get in the water today. I had to. I got there. It is windy. It's about 14 degrees. I know it's about 10 degrees in the water. It's a really rotten day here. <laughs> mm. But I knew that if I got my butt in that water and did my 20 to 25 minutes, I would feel better for the rest of the day. So I made myself get in that water. Now, if I'd sort of looked at the general bit of <laughs> what would I really like to be doing, doing I'd like to be staying home and getting warm but I knew I'd feel better so I made yeah. myself do it now there are other days I know it will make me feel better but I also go no I'm not going to do it because I know also there's a part of me that's not going to regret not going in but I knew if I got to the end of today and hadn't hopped in the water I knew I'd regret it yes yeah. and so this is where that fine tuning of our discernment needs to come in some days it is good to push ourselves. It is good to take that extra step. It is good to do something that we're not really excited by. And other days it's perfect to not do that. So the more we get to know ourselves at a deep level, the more we can tune into when we need to push ourselves and when we need to hold back when we need to take that step, when we need to hold back, when we need to do that extra bit of self-care and when we can actually give to somebody else a little bit more than we perhaps feel that we've got in the tank. And, and in doing all of those different things, even when we get it wrong, we're learning and we're demonstrating for our children that they can make mistakes, Yeah, that sometimes you need to push yourself and sometimes you need to give yourself a break, that there is this holistic approach to life that, Balance isn't standing still in one spot. Balance is walking along that knife edge of life and occasionally falling off and then dusting yourself up and getting back on mm -hmm. and asking for help when you need it. That's the biggest thing I probably didn't do back then that I've learned to do now. I have a speed dial of different professionals, other kinesiologists and reflexologists and acupuncturists 
massage therapists and all of these different people, coaches and what have you, that I will call if I realise that I cannot get through whatever it is that I'm going through without a bit of more assistance. Now, there will also be friends on that list. Who can I talk to? Who's this, mm-hmm. who's a good sounding board for this particular problem I'm going through? Mm-hmm. Sometimes it'll be just journaling it. But I have these little toolkits available to me that I really suggest people put together. Get a list of professionals who can help you. Get a list of things that make you feel better and put simple things on it. Go outside, breathe fresh air, feed on the grass, glass of water, stop, you know. Yes. <laughs> Take a deep breath. It can be simple things on that list too. And then it can be those things that we pay for, like professional help. And then there can be things that we love doing that light us up. Read a chapter in a book, paint, whatever, something like yeah. that. And if we've got that list available, then when we are stressed and when we aren't able to access our full resources, we can literally look at that list and go, oh, have a glass of water. Yeah, okay, let me do that. Let's see how that works. Or and sometimes that's myself. all we need. I am really passionate about First Time Mums Chat and providing a weekly resource that helps parents who are new to the whole world of parenting and I want to hear from you. I warmly welcome questions and feedback and comments on my podcast episodes. You can send me a voicemail message quickly and easily from your smartphone or computer by going to mybabymassage.net forward slash message. That's mybabymassage.net forward slash message. Thank you for all your pearls of wisdom. My absolute pleasure. We've had a lovely long chat here. We have. Um, If somebody wanted to get in touch with you to find out how they can embrace kinesiology Mm -hmm. and embrace being holistic and getting in touch with themselves, how would they go about doing that? So the best place to start is my website, which is www.amandakate.com.au. I am also on Facebook. I have a Facebook group, which is Divine Messy Human, which is the title of my book. I also am on Facebook as Amanda Kate Transformation. I'm on Instagram. I am on LinkedIn. I'm on TikTok. So wherever you are, I am pretty much. Okay. So thank you. I'll put those in the show notes. Thank Thank you for that, Amanda. (laughs) And thank you for coming on the podcast. I really enjoyed talking to you wonderful you too thank you so much amanda shared some great tips and insights and i highly recommend checking out her website and social media for those wanting to know more about kinesiology i have also included a link in the episode show notes to a page of amanda's website where you'll learn more about kinesiology and its many many benefits i've included links to amanda's website Facebook group and other social media mentioned in the episode show notes, which can be accessed at mybabymassage.net forward slash podcast forward slash zero nine one. Please help me spread the word to other mums by rating and reviewing my podcast on Apple Podcasts. This helps me support more mums, yes, just like you, for a smooth journey into the exciting world of parenthood.